Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Student Equip Podcast. Uh, I know we've been uh, off for several weeks, uh, so I apologize for that. It's between uh, vacations and just some scheduling issues um, and issues with the recording platform. Um, we've just missed a few weeks, and so I apologize for that, but I'm excited to be recording today and releasing uh, this episode releasing today. Um, and so it may be a shorter one. Um, but I'm excited for this because I think this is what we'll talk about today, this issue that uh, really all believers face it at some point. But I think students, especially you guys, face this a lot, whether you realize it or not. And so I'm really excited to to kind of talk about this. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's just jump into it. Uh, so today we're talking about the issue of apathy, right? Just being apathetic uh, towards your faith, towards the church. Um, and how we can overcome that, right? So just start with what does it mean for a person to be apathetic, right? What is What does apathy mean? Uh, so you look up the word apathy or apathetic in the dictionary, the definition it gives is a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. Uh, so that's what it means to be apathetic, right? You have a lack of interest, enthusiasm, or concern. So you just, you don't care really, is what it simplifies down to. So you just don't care about something. You're apathetic towards it. You're indifferent, right? Uh, so for the Christian, what it means for a Christian to be apathetic, um, it means that you aren't concerned with or have interest in what God has commanded. You don't have a concern or interest in his word. You don't have a concern or interest in doing what he's commanded or serving him. You just, uh, a Christian who's apathetic just comes to church and consumes. Or, as James chapter 1 puts it, an apathetic person is only a hearer of the word and not a doer. Um, and James will look at again in, in a little bit, but James tells us to not just be hearers of the word, but to be doers. Because if we're just hearers of the word, we're, we're not doing anything, right? We're, your faith, uh, he'll go on to say faith without works is dead, right? Um, so that's what an apathetic Christian looks like. Uh, means you you don't have a interest, enthusiasm, concern, or care for the things of God. You don't care about what God cares about. You don't care about what He's uh, commanded us to do or to serve Him. Um, so that's what it means. But how can we tell? How can we tell for being apathetic? Um, and I think a lot of people they're apathetic towards their faith, towards the Word of God, and they don't realize it because they've never been properly taught the Word of God. So they don't know that they're not doing what God's commanded them. They don't know that they're being apathetic. They're just following the example maybe of parents who, who their parents or their grandparents that they've seen or just other people. And so they don't know. So how we have to know how we can be, know how we can tell if we're being apathetic. Um, and so there's several ways um, you can, you can probably do this. Um, but I think very simply, there are three questions you can ask yourself uh, to kind of begin to see if you're being apathetic. So first you ask, do you care? You ask yourself, do I care about what God's word says in general and about specific situations, right? So you have to ask yourself, do I, do I just have a general care for the word of God? Do I have a general care, um, and concern and interest and enthusiasm for what the word of God says? just in general, like you want to go to the word, you, you care about what it says, but then also do you care about what, how the word of God says to handle 
certain situations, right? When you, when you face something or you need an answer on something, do you go to the Bible? Do you care what it has to say? Or do you just try and do it on your own? Do you just try and come up with your own answers? So that's the first question you have to ask yourself. Do you actually care what the word of God says? Second, you need to ask yourself, do you say, do I prioritize and desire to be in church? And because this is one thing that God commands us to do is to gather together as believers, right? We talked about this several weeks ago um, at Ignite. But if we are apathetic towards our faith, we won't, won't prioritize and we definitely won't desire to be in church. So if you are prioritizing anything over church, you know, consistently, you don't even have a desire to be in church. It's kind of like, oh, I got it. I guess I have to go to church. I got to do this, right? That's probably a sign that you're apathetic, you're being apathetic towards uh, in, in your faith. Because if we are, if we have a, an interest and enthusiasm and a concern for our faith, we will prioritize church above all else and we will desire to be in church. So that's the second question. Do I prioritize and desire to be in church? And then the third question you have to ask yourself is, am I doing what Jesus commanded? Am I doing the things that Jesus commanded us to do in his word? And what are some of those things? Um, if you were at Ignite, we talked about on Sunday, we talked about some of these. Right? Jesus commanded us to live in holiness. Right? So you ask yourself, am I doing what Jesus commanded? Am I living in holiness? Am I pursuing righteousness? Am I sharing the gospel? Right? That's one thing Jesus commanded us to do is to go and make disciples of all nations. Are you sharing the gospel consistently with the people around you? Another thing Jesus commanded us to do is to be sanctified, right? To be made more like him through the study of the word and discipleship. Right? So are you being sanctified? Do does your life do you look more like Jesus today than you did three years ago? than you did five years ago. Jesus commands us to be sanctified, right? The next thing, another thing Jesus commands us to do is to seek God's glory in every area of our life. He's Lord over all. So in every situation, every area of our life, we should be seeking to glorify God. We should be seeking to, to find out how we can use this situation, this area of our life for God's glory. And five, we kind of mentioned it already. Next one is, you regularly gather with the church is what we're commanded to do. Jesus commands us to do this. The author of Hebrews commands us to do this, to not neglect to gather together. And you were characterized, we live out the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. We should be characterized by those things and actually live those things out. When people, we ask, if somebody asks one of your friends to describe you, that those words should be how they describe you. And then you're not just satisfied to come and consume, but you have a desire to go and reach the lost. You have a desire to do what Jesus has commanded. And now obviously we're sinners, right? We're not going to be perfect at all of these things all the time, but there should be the desire and the attempt to be doing these things. There should be the desire and the attempt to um, to do what Jesus commanded. And so there's more ways probably that you can um, tell if you're being apathetic, but those are three great questions that if, if you answered no to those, it's, it's a safe bet that you are very apathetic towards your faith. 
right? Now, Jesus offers forgiveness for all sins, including apathy. And we'll talk about how we can stop being apathetic in a minute. Um, so don't get discouraged completely yet. Um, there is hope and it's Jesus. Um, but those are three questions to, to ask yourself if you're being apathetic towards your faith, or at the very least, if you're not prioritizing church, if you're not prioritizing your relationship with Christ as you should. So that's how we can tell if we're being apathetic. But why, begs the question, why are so many believers, specifically students, I want to want to address that one, so apathetic towards their faith? And obviously it's a personal um it's a personal decision to be apathetic, right? It, nobody can make you be apathetic. But uh, with that said, I think just in general, so I'm so thankful for for our church, but in general, churches have not taken student ministry seriously. And, and that's caused students to be apathetic towards their faith. They haven't taken student ministry seriously. They, they just, it, you know, a lot of churches just view student ministry as a, a place to babysit the students while the parents are in, quote, real church. And so they just do a bunch of fun games and activities and maybe do a, you know, very shallow topic, topical lesson that, that doesn't really communicate God's truth. Um, and so because churches have not taken student ministry seriously, students don't take their faith seriously. Students don't take church seriously. And so I think that's a big reason, especially in the past, you know, 20 years um, of why students seem to be so apathetic towards their faith. And thankfully, um, praise God, we've, you can see in churches where churches are starting to, to move away from that um, for the most part in the past probably 10 years, uh, five or 10 years, churches have started realizing again the importance of student ministry. Um, and this is one of the reasons I love our church is because our church prioritizes kids ministry and student ministry. We see the value in student ministry and we take it seriously. And yes, we have fun. We play games. But the main thing about student ministry is teaching and preaching the word of God. Um, and so I think that's one reason students are so apathetic towards their faith is just because in the past in general, churches have not taken student ministry very seriously. And with that, students in general, by the church and parents and, and adults, students aren't called to a high commitment in their faith, right? We don't, churches are, have been, historically have been bad about calling students to, to commit to their faith at a high level, right? To prioritize their faith and coming to church, walking with Christ over everything. There's kind of been this assumption or statement that's like, oh, well, you know, they're students. We, that's just what we expect. They're not going to be committed, so we don't expect that of them. We know, you know, if they stay in the church after high school, then they'll probably be committed in college and after that. Um, and that's a huge issue, right? If, you know, if, if as leaders, as leaders in the church and as churches, if we don't communicate a high commitment, that we expect a high commitment from, from you, the students in your faith, then obviously you're not going to be committed to your faith because from what you see, it's not important to us. And if it's not important to us, then why would it be important to you? And so I think from that aspect, you know, churches have have not helped the situation with students being apathetic. But like I said, I'm so thankful for our church that we are, we are fighting against this, that we prioritize student ministry, that we take it very seriously. We take the word of God very seriously. And that, you know, just as, as your student pastor, my goal is with student ministry is not just to, to give you a bunch of fun games and activities to do. 
my goal is to communicate God's truth to you and to help you meet Jesus and to grow in your relationship. That's my desire. That's my priority. Um, and I know that's the priority of Pastor Joe at the Fincastle campus. That's the priority at our Rockbridge campus is for you to meet Jesus and grow in your relationship with him. Um, and then one of the reasons that I think students, you guys are, you know, it's it's a tendency for students to be apathetic towards your their faith is you guys just have a thousand things that are fighting for your attention. You have a thousand things that are fighting for your care and concern, a thousand things that are saying that you need to care and be concerned and enthusiastic about this over everything else. And so it's, it's I think really it's hard for you guys to know what to actually care about, what to actually be concerned about, what to prioritize, what to be enthusiastic about. And not that if you're in, you know, you're enthusiastic or concerned or care about the church doesn't mean you don't care about anything else. Doesn't mean you don't have interest in anything else, but it means that you prioritize your interest, enthusiasm, and concern of of your faith, your relationship with Christ over everything else. Um, and the reality is, is you guys as students, you live busy lives. You are doing a lot. Like we just said there's a million things that are fighting for your attention and your care and your concern. And without people to to help help you prioritize those things, it is very easy to be apathetic towards your faith, towards the church, towards your relationship with Christ. And there's tons of other reasons that that we could list. Um, but I think those three are are kind of main ones of just churches have done a historically have done a, a bad job of expecting commitment from students and from taking student ministry seriously. And again, we're seeing that change. Our church does not do that. We take it very seriously. And you guys just live busy lives. You got a lot going on. Um, Now it's not an excuse, right? We still shouldn't be apathetic towards our faith. Um, But that is the reality is you're busy. So this all begs the question, is apathy a sin? Right? Is being apathetic a sin or is it just something we should try and not do? Um, and then how do we stop being apathetic? So the first question, is apathy a sin? I'd say yes, it is. Being apathetic towards your relationship with Christ, towards your faith, is a sin. I think this is based on James 1, uh, 22 through, through 25 that we mentioned. James says this, says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. And then you see in, in James chapter 4, James four seventeen. James says this, says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And this is really what apathy is, is, is knowing what the right thing to do is, to do what Christ has commanded us, to be in the church, to share the gospel, all those things. We know what the right thing to do is and it fails to do it. When we don't do it, that's sin. So based on that, apathy is a sin. And then in Revelation, this is what we the, the passage we talked about on, on Sunday night, Revelation 3, 
verses 15 and 16 is what Jesus says. He says, I know your works. You're neither cold nor hot. Would you would that you were either cold or hot? So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. We talk about how in Revelation, right? That's Jesus is, is, is telling them they're not hot or cold. They're not doing anything he's commanded. They're not sharing the gospel and they're not providing refreshment and encouragement for believers. So based on that, apathy, it's a sin because apathy is knowing what we should do, what Christ has commanded and not doing it. So it's a sin. So how do we, so first of all, right, there, there's forgiveness for this, right? Jesus forgives us of all of our sin, but we have, we have to repent of it, right? And so he forgives us for it. So there's hope. That's the greatest hope is that he forgives us for it. But there's also a way to stop being apathetic. And it's not, it's not easy, right? Um, but we can, we can leave our apathy behind. So how do we do that? How do we stop living in apathy? The first and first and foremost, we have to pray that God would give us the concern and care for him and his word. Because we can't do that on our own, right? Especially if we're already apathetic, we can't we can't change that on our own. And I mean, this is the whole that's the whole gospel. Is that we can't change our sinful self on our own. We can't fix our sinful self on our own. We need Jesus to do that. Jesus brings that that life change. So we pray that God would would give us a concern and a care and an enthusiasm for him in his word. So we have to pray that God would, would do that in us. The second thing is we have to, we need to be regularly reading the word and spending time with Jesus. Because the more we read his word and the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we care about his word and we care about him and our relationship with him, right? Because it's really hard to spend large amounts of time with somebody consistently and not care about them. And so that's the second thing is to regularly read the word and spend time with Jesus. And then the third thing, just do something. Just serve. Make yourself serve, right? It's essentially what you're doing, if you want to simplify it, of of obviously, yes, apathy is a sin, but you're breaking a bad habit. And that's hard. And the first step to break a bad habit is just to do something, right? Um, And so a lot of habits, right, to break that habit is to just stop doing that thing. To not do it. But in this case, apathy is doing nothing. So you have to do something. Just start serving somewhere. You're going to have to make yourself serve, right? It's not going to be, it's not going to be something you want to do at first, probably. You're probably going to have a resistance towards doing that, but you just have to do it. Just make yourself serve. Because the more you serve, the more you spend time with people, the more you're in the church, the more you're in the word, the more you're serving people, the more you care about those things. The more you care about those people that you're serving, the more you care about the people in the church that you're spending time with. The more you read, the more you spend time with Jesus, the more you care about him and his word. So that practically, you just got to do something. Just start serving or start going to to connect group. Start going, coming to Ignite consistently. Start spending time in community with other believers. Just do something and put yourself around people who are not going to let you stay apathetic, that are going to push you to do what Christ commanded, that that are going to push you to, to take your faith seriously, to have a high commitment 
of your faith. And guess what? That's called discipleship. Find somebody that's going to disciple you, that's going to take you along with them and help you look more like Christ and to do the things he's commanded. And there's a ton, probably a ton of other ways that you can stop being apathetic that, that will help you stop being apathetic. But I think those three are, are essential. Those are the what I would call the essential three things to stop being apathetic. Just pray God would would give you the concern, enthusiasm, and care for him and his word. Regularly spend time in the word and spend time with Jesus. And then just start doing something. Just start doing the opposite of apathy. Start caring. Start showing enthusiasm. Start making having having interest and put yourself in those those things. Serve. Be a part of a group. Be a part of community. And though by doing that, we can stop being apathetic. Now we're not going to be perfect at this, right? Um, you know, full transparency. There's times I'm still apathetic, you know, in my faith, and then I, the Lord brings conviction of that, and I have to repent of it, and then I start doing something, right? I get back to serving Him. I get back to doing what He's called us to do. And so there's going to be times as you walk through this, as you stop trying to live in apathy, there's going to be days, there might be weeks where you you fall back into being apathetic. And so we have to realize that's going to happen, but we also have to realize and remember the hope that is in Christ, that he offers forgiveness and that he will pull us out of that again and again and again. Until those times that we are apathetic in our faith grow smaller and smaller and smaller and shorter and shorter times. Until Lord willing, one day we don't go through times of apathy. That's my prayer for myself is that I would eventually get to a place in my life where there's not a day that I'm apathetic towards my relationship with Christ. I don't know that I'll ever get there, but the hope I have for that is that one day I will spend an eternity in the presence of Christ where there will be no, there's going to be no apathy because I'm going to see Jesus. So that's my hope. But Again, sanctification, I'm striving to be more like Christ. I'm striving to lose those days and those weeks of apathy. And Jesus is the one who does that in us. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, man, like I think like I'm, that's me. Like I'm, I struggle with being apathetic. Know that one, the reality is, is it is a sin and you need to repent from it, but that there is hope, that Jesus offers forgiveness and that there's a way to cease being apathetic. And so I hope that as you you begin to go on this journey of losing that apathy, of serving Christ, that you're going to see the blessing that comes from that, that you're going to see the reward that comes from serving Christ and just how deep you can go and grow in your relationship with him. So I hope this episode was uh, was helpful for you, maybe helpful identifying the fact that you are being apathetic, but also maybe helpful in, in giving you a way out, giving you a way out of that apathy. So I hope this was beneficial for you and this helps you you leave your apathy behind and see the hope that is in Jesus. And the reality is we're all struggling. We all struggle with sins. We all struggle with apathy. So you're not alone in that, but look to Christ for your hope. Just start doing something. Start serving him. Start being in the word regularly and spending time with him and just see how he blesses you and rewards you and the fulfillment you get from actually doing what Christ commands. So I hope this was was helpful for you, um, and we'll see you next time on the Student Equip Podcast.